Hi, friends. It's Vin Scully. It's time for Dr. Clapper. In sports, there's winning and losing and getting injured. That's why there's Dr. Clapper. Dr. Clapper is the former head of orthopedic surgery at Cedar sinai The Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper, presented by Cedar sinai Hey, Dr. Clapper. How are you? Saturday mornings from 7 to 9. Silence is golden when you can't think of a good answer. <laughs> yes, Doc, I love your show. Now, here he is, Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles, and welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedar sinai for 32 years and counting. I really should say aloha because I spent the last week riding the wild surf in Hawaii. Specifically in the island of Kauai. You want to see what paradise is on earth? Make a visit to Kauai one day. You'll see waterfalls just busting out of these green hills. Volcanic rock. I'll tell you all about it as the show progresses. Today's topic, today's guest fascinates me. He's calling in from the East Coast. It's Frank Sachaki. Frank is a PhD, the world's expert in needles, in pointy needles, curved needles, straight needles. He works for the biggest suture company in the world, Ethicon. And as a surgeon, if you tear your rotator cuff, tear your Achilles tendon, tear your ACL, whatever it is you've torn, or I have to sew up an incision that I make electively to do your knee surgery, your hip surgery, the needle and thread, the sutures, It's a fascinating subject because you think all the points are the same, but they're not. I use curved needles, straight needles, pointy needles, not so pointy needles, fat ones, skinny ones. Think about it. If you need your cataract done, the lens of your eye, how tiny that stitch must be. And yet, when I need to attach a torn tendon that's pulled off the bone in your shoulder or your knee or your hip, I need some thick suture material that won't tear, that won't let the rotator cuff tear again afterwards. This is an entire science, but I want you to think about something that's fascinating. I'm making a hole in the tendon to reattach it, and yet I need it also to be filled. In other words, if if I'm taking a cancer out of your colon, it's a pipe, your colon, your guts, I'm making a hole in that pipe to pass the sutures once the cancer's removed to realign the two ends of the pipe because the tumor's now gone. Or if you have heart surgery and there's a big clot to get around the clot, I need the blood to flow through that pipe. I have to sew the two ends together. But if it's not watertight, it's going to leak and it'll fail and you'll bleed to death. Or the poisons from the inside of your gut will get into your belly. You'll get an infection and sepsis and die. Yes, it's different, my world of medicine, than sports. But it's also very similar. You need to make a hole to pass the suture, the thread, through. But at the same time, you need it to be watertight. This is a fascinating topic for me. And you know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, and the world of surgery. And I see them as the same. 
Where in the world of art and the world of sports do you see the whole idea of not leaking after you made a hole in something? The precision of it all. Well, in the world of art, a Russian Jewish immigrant born in 1902, I'm going way back. His name was Nathan Swartz. He was a shoemaker, which is all you could do when you were an immigrant coming to this country in the early 1900s. And that's what his family did, generations of his family. It was hard work, long hours, and you didn't get paid very much. But this young boy had a dream, and it was to redesign shoes. What does shoes have to do with what I'm talking about? Well, it was Nathan Swartz as a 60-year-old who dreamed up the idea of making a waterproof boot. Yep, he invented Timberland, the company that changed the world because you can now wear a boot that was waterproof. How it became so popular that even the great Biggie Smalls listened to his lyrics from the 80s. Because every rap star from Kanye West to Jay-Z to Biggie Smalls to Nas, they all wore Timberlands. And they loved their, their boots because they were waterproof so much they put them in their lyrics. Listen to Biggie Smalls. He's not calling them Timberlands. He's calling them Tims. And they're yellow. And they're suede. Here's Nass. Listen to him talking about his suede Tims. And wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the streets. Suede Tims on my beats makes my cypher complete weather cruising. The fascinating, world-changing revolution in footwear seems a minor topic, but it actually is not. The same challenge in the art world, in what we wear, making things waterproof, making that needle and thread work and seal it tight with precision is really the answer. Well, where in sports do I see this topic? And again, I take you on a journey every Saturday. Ten and a half years I've been doing this. You get into the mind that I have and what I see. Where's that similarity of precision of a needle suture making a hole but sealing it up? This week, we saw the creative juices of John Morant in the NBA. He doesn't just play basketball above the rim, flying through the air. He's at the top of the backboard if you watch how he plays. But early in his career, he missed a lot of shots because it's not so much that you're flying in the air, which is impressive. You also have to make it count, meaning you can't miss the dunk. And when you're up that high, it's not so easy. Who could walk in the air long before there was a John Moran, long before there was a Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan? It was Julius Irvin. 